Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are all back for episode 21. I am one of your esteemed hosts, Sam, and the one that gets introduced first every week because I'm the one doing the introducing, so I kind of like that. To my right is Steve. Steve, what's going on? Hey, buddy. What up, buddy? Anything new this week? Uh, not too much going on. Or do you just want to save it for the show? I'm just going to save it for the show. Because yeah, I hear you were you watched something. I did? But Maybe save I it. did. Save it for the show. Okay. Wait, isn't this the show? This is the show. So why well, this is we, the introduction to Adam. the show. We consider this a preamble, perhaps? Or this the, is a preamble. The, uh, the overture? Exactly. I like to ask Steve what's up, and then as he's about to tell me, I tell him to save it for the show. <laughs> it's genius. Smart. Smart. Keeps the audience listening because he didn't just give away the big reveal. Mm, you got to hook them. Now people Real have to stay tuned in. to know what he was watching this week. Well, I know I'm interested because I have no idea what the hell he watched. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so Save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> now, back across from me this week is Adam. Back in the saddle again. It really doesn't matter where you sit nowadays. It's perfectly all right with me. I can I can do this show no matter where you are, as long as I am right here in front of the mic. That's what I'm learning. You are a man of many talents, and that has just been added to the list. I know. It's a beautiful thing. My list is long. And it's getting bigger every day. I know. I, I like it. I'm going to actually take it Wait. out on the hill by my house someday and roll it down the hill and see if it'll stretch to the bottom. Save it for the show. Wait, I'm going to roll my <laughs> list down the street during save, the show? Save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> but we need wireless mics for that so I can record the process when I'm outside doing it. Save it for a future show where we get sponsorships and we have wireless mics. Or we get a Patreon and somebody donates enough money for us to buy wireless mics. And Ferraris. And Ferraris. Man, <laughs> Patreon. We, we need all kinds of things. We do. Now, thinking about what we do have for today, that, my friends, is a great beer theme and one that I'm particularly excited about because I've tried this beer in passing, but I haven't had enough of it to really make a clear judgment on the brewery. So maybe these three beers that we're going to try on the show today will help you know, lay things out for me a little bit better. So today... Our, our beer theme is going to be a brewery, like we've done in the past, and the beers today come from Alaskan Brewery in Juneau, Alaska. Is it Juneau or is it Juno? It's Juno. It's Juno. But you sh- it's know. Juno, don't you know? There it is. Uh, there it is. I was wondering who was going to be the first person to do that, because as, we <laughs> as we were talking about not doing it before the show, I knew somebody was, so I was trying to beat you guys to the punch. See what you did there? You saved it for the show. I know, because now we are in the show, and it is time to drink beer during the show. So what's our first Alaskan beer, Adam? The first Alaskan beer uh, from the Alaskan Brewing Company is the Big Mountain Pale Ale. You guys seem extremely excited about that. Well, we, well, we don't know what it... I, I, I've never had it. Neither have I. I can't get excited about something I've never had. And I'm I don't know excited. what mountain they're talking about. The big yeah. one. The big one. Oh, okay. The big one. <laughs> it says so right on the label. The Big Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I like pale ales and big mountains, so, so what let me, the hell? Let me give you a little bit of Action Jackson on this one. Uh, the original gravity comes in at about 1.050. Uh, that's going to translate into your, your alcohol content, your ABV, and comes in at about 5.7. Okay. So not a big beer in terms of alcohol content. Okay. 
with a pale ale, you kind of expect that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty similar to, to your standard pale right. ale. So, along the lines of it being a pale ale, it does have some bitterness to it. The bitterness clocks in at 45 IBUs. So, again, not big, but in the range of a pale ale. Yeah, not terribly high. Right. Uh, one thing I am a little bit surprised on is on the color. It's 15 SRM, a little bit lighter than I would expect. So that's what it says. Right, well, I'm you got to look at it. Yeah, I'm going to look at it. Yeah, you know, I'm just yeah. telling, I'm just, I'm giving you numbers. That's fine. I'm giving you numbers so that way you have a box to work within. Numbers don't mean shit to an artist. You have to use your words. That's all. So without further ado, <laughs> I'm going to crack this bad boy open, I'm going to distribute it, and we're going to try it. What do you guys think? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds great. That's what we're here for, to try beers on the show, during the show, for the show, for the audience. Do it for, for the show. For ourselves. Do it for the show. One for the money, two to get ready, three for something else. And three for, for me, the pour the beer for me. Well then, let's take a look at this. Copper. Yeah. Light copper. Yeah, copper. Copper, mm-hmm. kind of orangey. Yeah, yeah, yeah orangey. Fizzing like a mother. It is fizzing like a mother. <laughs> a lot of carbonation in this guy. So with I wanted a beer, not a Fanta. What is this? <laughs> uh, it might be fantastic. <laughs> that was a stretch. I'm not even proud of that one. No, you shouldn't be. No. Don't be. Head retention, pretty much non-existent. Right. Uh, quick fizzer. Yeah, this looks like some sort of orange cream soda. Maybe a Henry's hard soda. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, on the nose... I can definitely smell some citra hops right off the bat. There, there are some uh, some hops involved there. Uh, actually, it is dry hopped with Mosaic and Simcoe. Oh, really? No citra in there? Mm-hmm. Well, you could have fooled me, and you did, Alaskan. Boom. Because it, it smells somewhat bitter. I'm getting a couple of grapefruit notes, something very yeah. citrusy out of it. So. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a citrus hmm. smell. What do you think we tried? Let's That's probably the Mosaic hops. It kind of gives me a, a dry feel to it yeah it's a dry beer yeah it really is that's a really dry beer mm-hmm. it looks like cider <laughs> it really <laughs> to be does. quite honest right. and, that, and i think that might have been a little bit of a misdirection mm-hmm. looking at it like okay this is going to be a fairly sweet beer it's not it's a very no. dry beer yeah it's not sweet at all it's dry it's a little hoppy it's a little bitter one thing i will say although i'm enjoying the taste it's not very refreshing. It is not. <laughs> At least not to me it isn't. And I'm usually an IPA, pale ale type of guy where I can drink a boatload of hops and find that refreshing. But this one I'm not finding incredibly refreshing. No, it's not refreshing, but so it we... has a freshness to it, but it's not refreshing. How the hell do you explain that one? Yeah. Well, I think it's just because it's so dry. Like, it finishes so dry, that's not a refreshing taste it is at not. the end. No, it doesn't, it doesn't bounce you back at yeah. all. But it has a very, it has a freshness to it. Hmm. So while we kind of let's come deal back the, to this beer, but yeah, while we deal with the dryness, what uh, what do you say we talk about some news and notes in the world of beer? Okie doke. Can yeah, do. As long as there's some news and notes to talk about. Yeah. Which uh, there always seems to be. I got a, I got a couple handful of things that we can revisit for a little bit. Sure. Um. So we were talking a couple episodes ago. I don't remember. Can't remember the number wise <laughs> but we we're talking about upcoming beer fests yes and we should probably talk about a couple of those sure because well one one got announced and we'll get to that but one also got canceled <laughs> i heard about that one and i'm kind of upset actually i'm really upset about this one. i'm really upset about it too pittsburgh brew and chew uh that was scheduled for august 5th 
is canceled. Was there a reason given as to why it was canceled? There was. What was uh, the reason? I reached out to the event uh, coordinator, and she told me it was because that the venue it was being held at. Mm-hmm. Uh, because last year it was held at the Monroeville the, uh, Convention Center. Yeah. Not the Expo Mart, but the Convention Center. Mm-hmm. But she said because uh, they moved it to Cranberry, and like uh, the hotel, I think one of the hotels. Yeah. She said, "New the new owners of the hotel decided not to honor the event." Oh, that's and they that's it. some shady doings. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty damn shady. Well, not really. I mean, if you're taking over a business and there's an event there that may draw a crowd, but also will leave a lot of drunken debauchery. It's a, it's, that's that's up to the owner to say, hey, we don't have to take this on if we don't want to. I'm not saying it's the preferred thing to do, but I don't know if I'd call it shady. I think it's shady because, and maybe not necessarily on the hotel's part of point, but maybe on Good Taste Pittsburgh's point, is that they still have like event pages up and they still have buy ticket pages up. Ooh. But then you click on the buy ticket and it says tickets are no longer available, but it doesn't say event canceled. I had to go to like a third party website before I got told the event was canceled. That's pretty weak. Which is when then I, you know, and I couldn't find any news on mm. any of their Facebook mm. or Twitter pages or anything like that. I had to actually email them to confirm that it was canceled, and then I was given a reason why as well. That's really weird. Yeah. I wonder if they were trying to find another venue to move it all to, and that's why they didn't officially announce that I mean, it was yeah. canceled. Because, I mean, it was up in Cranberry. There's a, there is a lot of places up in Cranberry right. yeah. where you could have a beer fest. Now, finding one that will accept that, especially one on that scale, because the one we went to last year at Monroeville was very, very large. Oh, yeah, it was big. So, so. I, I don't know why they wouldn't just do it in the convention center again. Maybe they, maybe they were double booked or maybe right. they uh, couldn't get the weekend they wanted. But right. I mean, you need a lot of space for this one because they had a ton of beer, a ton of food, and a ton of games like, <laughs> that you needed space to play. Instead of, instead of a booth. Spoonwood brought an entire like truck, an F one fifty, and parked it. it. They parked it, and they, they had the kegs center. off. Yeah, and they had kegs off the, uh, the tailgate. <laughs> Damn it, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun, but yeah, so it's a real shame that that one got canceled. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So that one's out. What else do we got? Uh, well, we still have Millvale on twelfth. Correct. And I believe I'm planning on going to that one. I plan on going as well. Okay. I will not be there, but you guys have fun. Oh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three. So now th- speaking of Millvale, yeah. I do got to throw something out there because okay. this this is does this did not play into the fact of me going or not. I'm actually going out with my lovely wife for her birthday on that date because I'll be missing it because I'll be in California on our actual birthday. Fair for work. However, I was reading into the Millvale Beer Fest and I was kind of disappointed because I hyped it up on an earlier episode mm-hmm. and I always talked about how it was so great because it had the down-home feel to it and you could go and get this great picnic lunch. Well, I looked on the, the uh, event website and it's now more expensive than ever and food is no longer included, hmm. which, I don't know, I'm not saying it's not going to be good, but that was a nice draw for me and they've been doing it that same way for 11 years. And I think this is the 12th annual one, and they, er, they finally no, changed is, it. I think this is the 11th annual. This is the 11th. Right. Okay, yeah, they've been doing the that 11th. for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And they finally changed it. And I understand, you know, once you get so big, you got to find ways to turn a, a, a bit bigger profit. You know people are going to show up regardless, but that's right. a lot I was of, a little disappointed. That's a lot of beans you got to make. Yeah. Because it's usually a picnic-style dinner, correct? 
It well, is, yeah. So you got your hamburgers, your beans, your potato salad. Yeah. That's a lot of beans and potato yeah, salad they, you got to make. The one year I went, they had uh, pulled pork sandwiches and then the coleslaw and the fruit salad and it beans. Was good. Yeah, it was good. And it was everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, most of it's catered. Yeah. Because they don't have the capacity to make it all there. No. Right. But that's probably a pavilion. Yeah, that's probably why they switched it to the VIP package only gets food because they can't cater to everyone at this point. Too many people show up, like you said. Yeah. But, but I mean, you, they always capped it before. Yeah, they capped the it before. the number of attendees. Maybe they're not capping attendees. Maybe not. Maybe they've expanded their space. Maybe it's different now. Yeah. True. Yeah, because I was not there last year, so I don't know if they've made any improvements to the park mm-hmm. to be able to expand out because it's it's a fairly narrow park. It is narrow, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a good setup for the beer fest, but you, you kind of have limited real estate. So maybe they've done some improvements there so they can spread out more. Maybe, maybe go farther west. The beer fest is going to be in, what's that river there, the Allegheny? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm still going to go, though, because, like I said, the brewing shoe's canceled. Right. So that's a bummer for me. The, the other one I might be going to, though, that just recently got announced, and I don't know either if you guys will go to this one, but the Brutal Beer Fest. I yeah. might go check that one out. Yeah, and Brutal, spelled as B-R-E-W. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. Get yeah. it. Get it. Ah. It's like a heavy metal beer fest. They did that yeah. last year at Spirit Lounge or Spirit in um, Lawrenceville. Is that where it is again? Uh, no, this year it is at Mr. Smalls. Oh, it's at Smalls. So they're, they're, they went big this year. Okay. So this year uh, it's at Spirit Lounge. Or why did you just make me say that, Spirit Lounge? <laughs> it's at Mr. Smalls. Uh, date is September 9th. Starts at 2.30. That's a Saturday? Yes. 2.30 until question mark? Uh, 2.30 until the band's end. All right. Yeah. Uh, thir- Interesting. 30 breweries, 10 bands. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. And Baroness is headlining this year. That means nothing to me. I know it yeah, means nothing to me. I was going to say, I could Bar- name one Baroness song, but I, think, I have heard of them. That's fine. That's fine. If you've heard of Red Fang. I have. Very similar sound. All right. But a bit more psychedelic. Little, little softer, little... More chill. Are they are they a Pittsburgh based band? Oh, absolutely not. No, they're a national. They're a oh. big band. Oh, in the metal world. <laughs> in the metal world, I'll qualify that. Right, 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 right. A couple other bands playing are uh, Fit for an Autopsy, Gray, uh, Gray Walker, and Pittsburgh local Deflahem. Yeah, I know Deflahem. Seen them yeah, multiple you know, times. Yeah, yes. we we've seen them open for Guar and such. So. Right. <laughs> Couple of the breweries uh, participating. You have uh, Full Pint, Dancing Gnome, Spoonwood, Dogfish Head. Locals. Yeah, some locals and then some big ones because there's also Dogfish Head and Green Flash. Hmm, wow. Yeah, it makes it makes sense though that we're getting locals participating because uh, uh, the people who organize the event are, are James and Meg Evans, and they uh, James is one of the brewers at Spoonwood. All right. And Meg is the brew master down at Rock Bottom. Aha! Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it was just kind of—it's a thing that's been born out of their love for beer and metal. A fine combination. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a question Good for them: Beer yeah. Fest for metalheads. Are Dry Log and Grist House going to be there? I think Grist House might be. That would make but sense. But I can't confirm. They could literally just throw a keg in a wheelbarrow, right? And go down. You the could street. just walk if you wanted to, right? Because I believe that has happened before, going from Mr. Smalls down to Grist House, uh, between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I know at least two of us have done that. Oh, yeah. I've definitely walked from Gristow's to yeah, Mr. Smalls and back. So close. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I've done that there and back. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I don't know if 
that would really be my cup of tea for a beer fest, to drink beer and listen to heavy metal all day, but it's an interesting idea. I'd be willing to give it a try. Maybe put some punk rock bands up there instead, or some country <laughs> artists, and I then you got me hooked. I don't think Eric Church is going to be playing that venue that night. Yeah, I know. Probably not. But a boy but can it, dream. But if he did, Sam would be there. One of the interesting parts uh, about the Brutal Beer Fest I wanted to bring up, which ties into another beer fest that we talked about, is that this one runs on the ticket system. Like I said, the event starts at 2.30, and obviously it's a all-day event because right. you're talking 10 bands. It's a marathon. Right. So for their ticket price, I believe it's $60 for a general admission ticket. All right. You get 40 tickets. Oh, okay. And every ticket is worth a sample. All right. And you can buy more tickets if you run out. That's that's a pretty good amount. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I, so. I can mm-hmm. appreciate that. You get 40 beer samples at least, you mm-hmm. know. Even if you went for just like a couple of the headliners for yeah. like a three-hour session, that's still pretty comparable to what you would pay for, you know, an all-day, all-drink event. Right. Yeah, and I mean, most people, when they go to a beer fest, I mean, you're not putting down 40 samples. I mean, when you no. really think about it, that is a lot of beer to drink. Right, right, right. And again, but you can also space this one out over a long True. period of time. So, so yeah, I think it works. So that's out. fair, yeah. You figure, if it, for, for sake of math, if it's a three-ounce pour, yeah, that's ten beers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's ten That's bar beer. prices. Right. That's a conservative three Exactly, hours. yeah. On top of that, you're getting a Baroness show. So. Correct, right. You're also Correct. paying for the concert, the bands. Yeah. What brings this about with me is another beer fest that we were talking about was the Mountaineer Beer Fest down in Wheeling, West Virginia. Right, at Wheeling Island. Well, I don't think it's at Wheeling Island. It's not? No, it's at, like, Port Ridge or something. Oh, I thought it was at the casino. No, it, it is sponsored by the casino. Aha! But they have a ticket system going, and their ticket system is 10. <laughs> Ten tickets. Ten tickets. Now that's ridiculous for because I looked at this website too, and it said that there are going to be over seventy beers there. Yeah. I mean, to to pay for a ticket and go in there and only be able to try ten beers, and I don't know if they have the option to buy more tickets, but at that point you do. You're now paying above and beyond. Yeah. You do have the choice to buy more do tickets, you? but I think you can only get another ten tickets, no. and you have to pay for it. So you can get a maximum of 20 samples. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't like that. I'm not that. buying that. No. I don't like to be capped. Even though I know I could go to a beer fest, after 20 samples, I'll be feeling good enough. I don't need any more beer after that. But it's just, it's the whole This the is whole America. Point. This is America, right. damn it. Right. I know. There's so many beer fests out there. I don't like to be capped and say, oh, I can only drink this much. Right. Or because I can only try this much. Because you, it, the, the fear of missing out is going to kick in. Well, do I want to try this one or maybe this one? I don't know. Should I waste a ticket on this one or maybe I should try this one? Plus, what if you try a bad one? At most beer fests, you can just dump it in the bucket. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta dump I it. don't like this. Gone. Right. Give me another one. Yeah, right. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we all have had, I mean, at least four dumps maybe. Uh, you, oh. You know, at like the winter beer fest. Right. So, yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> you, try you don't some, like it, you yeah. dump it. You take a flyer on something, you didn't like it. So be it. You move on. And the other thing that kind of bugs me about this, and this this one isn't specified about the Brutal Beer Fest, but this is specified about the Mountaineer one. Mm-hmm. They say each ticket is only worth a four-ounce pour. Mm-hmm. So, that so again, when we're at these other beer fests that are unlimited drinking, you, sometimes you get a big full, you know, right. five or six ounces. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either they, they're not paying attention or they don't care. Or, or they don't just, yeah, yeah. Or you could just ask. Right. Yep. I really like this beer. Can you get me a big pour? Boom. Exactly. Or you can just go back and get more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you get like a four ounce pour of a beer you don't like, then you got to trash it. Yeah. 
not great. Now, I have been at other beer fests where they have a, a, a ticket system, but it's different in that it's more of a punch card, and each beer it corresponds to a specific number. So mm-hmm. you can try every single beer once. So Okay, that's fair. And yeah, I, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. Yeah. At least you know you got to try everything. Right. right. And it was a punch card with 99 beers on it. Oh, oh, oh geez. So... <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think wait, that would it? be okay. <laughs> that was at uh, Sharp Edge last summer. They had their their I think it was German and beer or German and Belgian beer fest. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. So I've never been to that one. It was a blast, but holy smokes, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell at even filling half of that ticket. Of course no. not. No way. Because <laughs> those are big beers too. Big yeah, be- your yeah, your Chimay's, your Trappist, your Oceanfords. It's just big. Bold beers. You, yeah, you're that, you're done. Yeah, you're lucky if you make it past twenty. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was the highest number in the group I went with last year. Was about twenty. That's a that's a that's a fun game to play. Oh boy, I you know what I like that one as a game because you can you have physical proof of what you've done. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's I, fun. I did like that ticketing system. That is a good way that's to go fun. about yeah, it. Especially fun. when it's 99. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't like, you know, number 88, but I get to move on to number 89. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All in all, I, I mean, Sam isn't sold anymore, but I'm still kind of looking forward to the Millville Brewfest. I honestly haven't been there in a couple of years. Neither have I. So that's I kind of want to go back. I kind of got to go back. I got to reset the clock. Also, uh, you and I didn't do the Summer Beer Fest either. Correct. So, so that sounds like you win a winter, uh, Summer Beer Fest. We we'll take care Millville. of Millville. <laughs> Everybody's back to even. Perfect. And, and maybe I'll go to, uh, I'll probably go to Brutal. I want to see Baroness. I didn't get to see him last time they came through. So uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go to Brutal as well. Time to redeem yourself. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Millville on August 12th, Brutal on September 9th. What's everybody think about this beer? <laughs> say, talking about all these other beers has gotten me thirsty to drink more of this beer. That's right. This beer is quite dry. Very, very dry. And I'm not sure if they did that on purpose for it or what the purpose of that was, if there is a backstory to why they, they tried to go for such a dry beer, or it just kind of, that's what they went with. Right. And that's what they, I don't want to say, ended up with. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to say that. To, you want to sound like it was purposeful, right. not an accident. I, I guess I should up. say, what was the reasoning behind it? What was it? the reasoning, yeah. Right. Maybe it's if you climb a big mountain, you know, at that elevation, you're going to get dry mouth a lot because the oxygen is so thin. Mm. Right? Or the air is so thin. Mm. Maybe. I, I don't know enough about... Mountain climbing? <laughs> yeah. I haven't been mountain climbing, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Just a thought looking at the it's a good label on this bottle and seeing a dude climb a mountain. It's I'm a with, good thought. I went to Penn State, not West Virginia, so I never take, took any of those classes. You went to Penn State Barrend. <laughs> I'm a, a mudblood. Yeah. you Because, I mean, if you went, saying you went to Penn State means you could have climbed Mountain Nittany if you wanted to. True. Yeah. True. I just climbed out of the gorge. You wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. <laughs> is that when you get? Is that when you leave Franklin, PA, and go up to the DQ on Route Eight with the Apollo capsule? Yeah. Right Boy, that's a damn local reference. Oh yeah, I can think of about three people that I'll actually get that. Yeah, and two of them, none them are sitting will be here. listening to the show. <laughs> two of them are sitting here. All uh, right, so I mean, my thoughts on this beer. Final thoughts. You know what? I like it. I don't love it. It's it's dry. It's not incredibly refreshing. I, I do like the taste, though, at the same time. Kind of on the fence. 
I'll drink it, but I won't be buying it. For me, I I liked it up front. Uh, the more I drank it, though, the more it just, I don't know, kind of wore on me with that dryness. Like, my mouth is starting to... Get that sandpaper feel yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah. Like, the back of my throat's actually starting to dry out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting I'm not, that on, on mm-hmm. the roof of my mouth and my tongue. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just not enjoying that right now. No. I, I like the taste up front, but mm, it gets it wears itself thin. Right. Well, fair enough. I wonder where they distribute this from. Anybody Alaska? have any idea? Alaska? I mean, do they? I think. So this beer, this beer actually came from Alaska. It wasn't bottled and distributed from another plant somewhere else in the U.S.? Well, no, and I, I, we'll learn in the next segment. Uh, about why I'm pretty sure this is coming from Alaska. Okay. It's it, part of their ingredients and what they pride themselves on. Hey, that's fair. Yeah. So stay tuned, Hob Nation. We'll be back with more Alaskan beer and to find out why we believe this beer is actually from Alaska. Cop Nation, and we are drinking beer from Alaskan Brewing Company today. And this beer comes to us all the way from Juneau, Alaska. See, I said it right that time. You did, which is good. The good people of Juneau will appreciate that. I know. I'm, hope- I'm hoping at least one person from Juneau is listening to this episode. Do you know your bitter facts? Do you know that joke is going to be run into the ground <laughs> so <Yeah>. hard? <laughs> Yes. The Coast Guard is going to have to come out and rescue that boat. (laughs) Speaking of boats, I'm looking at the label to this next beer, and there's a boat on it. So, I don't know if it's a Coast Guard boat or what, but why don't you tell us about this beer, Steve? This is a fishing ship. Is it? I I can see about half the boat. Yeah, it's a fishing boat. Yeah, that's definitely not a Coast Guard boat. Yeah, it's a fishing boat. So what are we drinking next? So next, coming from the Alaskan brewery, is the Amber Alt Style Beer. An alt. An yeah, alt. Nice. And, okay, so that's going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, show's Great. over. Show's over. Uh, no, it's a alt-style beer, and it comes in at 5.3 alcohol value, uh, 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 ABV. 5.3 ABV. So another solid beer. Yeah, another solid, not just a, kind of a, a drinker. Not a big ugly. No. Uh, it's got 18 IBUs. Nice. And a 22 SRM. So it's going to be a little bit darker, but not too much. Right. Well, now that you're pouring it, I can definitely see a distinct difference between the two. And that's why numbers don't matter. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh, 15. 15. 15, yeah. Yeah, this one is much, much darker. Yeah, I was going to say, this has a nice amber color to exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. This is- <laughs> Imagine that, an amber ale with an amber color. If you're looking... Mine blown right now. <laughs> That'll be the day. This is a very picturesque beer, though. It is. It looks very nice. Mine's got some crazy carbonation again. (laughs) Mine does, too. It is fizzy. A lot of carbonation, but not a lot of head retention again. Did you just tie these to the back of your SUV on the way over here? (laughs) No. Shake them all up. I was going to say, they are blowing up. Tiny bubbles everywhere in this guy. Tiny bubbles. Smells nothing like the first beer. No. This is a... Pretty sweet, a lot like a... I'm smelling like some of those caramel malts in this one. 
I'm liking this a lot more than the first one. So far. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Unless I beat you. <laughs> I think yes. that's it. Yes. But yeah. Shall we? Again, very picturesque and smells very caramel sweet. Ooh, that's a sweet guy. Oh, I like that one a lot more. Yeah, I like this one a lot more, too. Definitely not dry on the finish. Mm -hmm. No. Very wet on the finish. It's Wait. actually, yeah, it's like a mouthful. It really is. Yeah. And I would say it has a quite the mouth feel to it as well. Mm -hmm. A full mouth feel. It does. Everything very smooth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very smooth. Very, yeah, I like this one. I like this one a bit. A good Ple bit. Pleasant good aftertaste. Bit. You don't hate yourself. No. Yeah. Yeah, pleasant aftertaste. I don't find it too, too sweet. I didn't say it was I, too sweet, but oh, okay. it's much sweeter than the first one. I just, I just know you're you're more sensitive to sweet stuff than I am. I, I wouldn't call it a sweet beer, no. but you can taste the sweetness yeah, in it. Yes, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. I would actually kind of compare this to last week's um, Rusty uh, Rusty Chain by Flying Bison. I could buy that. Yeah, they're kind, maybe. They're kind of comparable. Yeah. They're kind of comparable. I could buy that. Yeah, because, again, it's very smooth and it's even... Even drinking. Hell, it even kind of looks like it. Right, but I would say this one, it does have that bigger mouth feel. Yes. Like, it, it's more full yeah. and robust mm -hmm. than that rusty chain. That rusty chain was thin. Yeah, comparatively. Yeah, comparatively. Comparatively. comparatively yeah. thin. I'm not calling it bad thin. I'm just saying it was thinner. Correct. Yes. Moving along. Moving on, so. I'm going to continue to drink this beer. Yeah, this is I'm, pretty good. I think, I think we're all going to continue to drink this beer. I think we're going to enjoy it. No reason not to drink it. Yeah. So maybe let's learn a little history about where this beer came from. Juneau, Alaska. I know. <laughs> let's Juneau, it came from Juneau? Oh, boy. Juneau? <laughs> I'll send out the signal now. <laughs> I'll, get the, I'll get the helo going. Anyway, as we said before, this is coming from the Alaskan Brewery. The brewery was actually founded in 1986 by two people, Jeff and Marcy Larson. All right. And it was the 67th independent brewery founded in america really yeah so they're they're like og oh they're pretty og they're big too that's awesome it, despite the fact that we're just now finding alaskan beer close enough mm -hmm. for us to acquire right even though we had to do a little bootlegging to do it yeah <laughs> it's uh it's very much one of the bigger breweries in america now when you say bigger yeah how big uh how big i'm talking they're ranked 16 on the brewers association list of top breweries and that is done by volume of distribution. Really? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. I, 16th? I never would have guessed that. No, yeah. neither would have I. Uh, they even distribute to 18 other states. Huh. Including Ohio. Right, including Ohio. They, they've reached as far west as Ohio now. So it sounds to me like they need to go just a little bit further. A little bit further just to hit the east coast. Come on, come <laughs> to on the, over to the Keystone State. Hit the true east coast. <laughs> Please hmm. and thank you. We would yeah. appreciate that. That's interesting that they're 16th largest. Yeah. But they only distribute to what, 16 states? 18. 18 states. 18. You think for someone that if that was based on volume that they would just have a wider reach when it came to distributing the beer. You would think... So we've talked about other breweries who they get big and they open up a, a satellite facility like Kona and Sierra um, Nevada, Sierra Nevada, New and Belgium. 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 They have all got them. Yeah, they all have kind of a West Coast facility and an East Coast facility. Uh, Alaskan can't really do that <laughs> because one of the very one of the things they pride themselves on are their ingredients. Okay. And the one main ingredient is the water. You can't substitute water. No. Because they are taking their water right off of the ice field in Alaska. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. They, you, you can't substitute that. <laughs> no, I, th- I thought it tasted something familiar in this beer. <laughs> I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but now that you say that, the ice feel, that, I don't know why that didn't come to me. That's such a unique taste. Moving along. Ignoring Sam's sarcasm. <laughs> uh, yes, they're, they're taking it right from the ice field, which is about 1,500 square miles. Of ice. Of ice. They got plenty. Which is pure just water, you know. Uh, that's even bigger than Rhode Island, so... <laughs> is it really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, it can't be purified. I'm sure they have to clean it. I'm sure there's some sort of treatments that it has to go through, but that's probably some of the cleanest water that you can get your hands on. Right. If you're starting at zero already. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that. that's probably cleaner than the water coming off the mountains in the Rockies. Right. And definitely cleaner than the river in the Mon. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> river town. <laughs> Well, I guess I should say that was an interesting comment. I said the river in the Mon. Right. Definitely well, cleaner than the Mon River. <laughs> Did you guys know there's a river in the Monongahela River? <laughs> Sam's a little bit of a sweepy boy. So. <laughs> Would that be some sort of river reception? Yeah. We knew what you were talking about, though. I mean, there might be a river in the Mon. It would be like an undercurrent. That's a thing. Yeah. But let's get back to the Alaskan brewery. Again, as I said, it was uh, formed in 1986. It was the first brewery that had been there since Prohibition. Which, did you know that Alaska was one of the first states to to ratify Prohibition even before it became an amendment? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that was... Well, actually, uh, Alaska wouldn't have been a state at that it point. It was a territory. Yeah. I agree. However, they, they were still able to create their right, own right. laws, and yeah. they adopted Prohibition before it became an amendment. Yeah. Oh. And part of that was with the temperance moving movement, a lot of that was being driven by the female side of the population. Uh-huh. Uh, and they had a lot more voter rights in the territory than a lot of the contiguous 48. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Interesting. I wonder, Fun fact. I didn't, uh, I mean, you probably don't know this, and I didn't really look into it because I didn't think about it. I wonder if the way the natives were, like the laws that the, uh, how Possibly? much, you know, how much did the natives have input on the laws? Oh, that I have no idea. the territory. I, I didn't go you know that deep into the, yeah. into the research. Just something, just something that popped into my mind. But hmm. Maybe we'll have an answer for you next episode. <laughs> maybe. But yes, uh, after they opened up in 86, they... The Amber was their first beer that they produced. Oh, okay, so this is the first of the biggest right. in Alaska. And they found this recipe. Marcy Larson, the, the wife of Jeff, mm-hmm. she actually found this recipe for the Amber and based upon the shipping records that had been left over from a pre-Prohibition era brewery uh-huh. called the Douglas okay. City Brewing Company. Oh, all right. Yeah. So this is, again, this is back before Juneau was established as a city. Mm -hmm. There's an island called Douglas Island, and then there was Douglas, which was a town on Douglas Island. That makes sense. (laughs) So they had a a brewery there. Uh, There was pre-Gold Rush, even. Okay. And that's when Juneau became established more as a town. Right. You know, in itself. Hmm. But they found, yeah, they found these shipping records of all, you know, all the ingredients that got shipped in. And they use that as the basis for the recipe for the amber. And now we're we're drinking essentially a hundred year old recipe right now. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, hundred plus. <laughs> That's really awesome. Wow, that is neat. And if I recall, just from what I've seen in other states, in grocery stores and whatnot, places that you can purchase a beverage, the Alaskan amber is always there. 
So this must be like their true flagship beer, kind of oh, like yeah. the Fat Tire is to New Belgium. Yeah. Well, like I said, this was their first beer, and this is what helped put them on the map. Like they, I was reading the story, and it had something like, it was just Jeff and Marcy and like 10 other volunteers just packaging, you know, case after case of bottles. A labor of love. Yeah. <laughs> just to ship it out. That's awesome. So, yeah. Very was, fascinating. Yeah. A couple other interesting things about the Alaskan brewery. They only have like eight regular beers that they brew. Okay. So they're, they're not like other breweries where we see they have like all kinds of different... Let's you know, try this. Let's try that. Exactly. Let's do this. They're Let's not terribly the experimental. Mm-hmm. They, they have the Amber, which is, is a constant. The Big Mountain Hop, which is a constant. They have like four seasonals. Mm-hmm. I believe they have... And they have a smoked beer Ooh. and a couple other beers. And like the smoked beer, that's their that's their elite beer. Okay. You know? So so it's very interesting that they're as big as they are, but they don't really deviate from what they do. If it works, why change? Yeah, it? they 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 almost run they almost run kind of like kind of like how Blue Moon was. Now <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if that has to do with the fact that they're brewing and bottling all of the beer in Alaska because you got to you got to assume. You know, in a facility like that, and to distribute with the reach that they have all the way out to Ohio, the changeover from beer to beer oh, yeah. has got to be somewhat taxing on them, especially with the volume that they're producing. So that must that makes sense that they would just stick to the staples, they stick to what they like, what they know is good, mm-hmm. and that's what they give the people, and yeah, the people exactly. like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're not they're not trying to overextend themselves. And plus, you got to think Alaska. I don't know exactly how you know where they get all of their ingredients from but you gotta imagine to to make some of the weirder beers that we've had you have to ship all that stuff into alaska and you may not (laughs) be able to maintain the freshness that you require yeah exactly can't be flying everything on a seaplane right right (laughs) so where they get their hops from oregon maybe seattle i would imagine they they might be able to grow their own in the summertime you know if you get down to the southern parts of of Alaska because Juneau is in the southern part of Alaska. Right, right, right. It's along that. It's tip on the peninsula. tail yeah. thing. It's yeah. on that tip peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple other things. We've already mentioned how uh, the water is one of the staples right. of the. Uh, they also use a lot of the spruce. Oh, up in there okay. To flavor some of the beers. All right. And they uh, for their smoke beer that I already mentioned they they adopt the smoking method of smoking salmon. Oh. Yeah. So that, that's a beer I'd be interested in having, oh. but it seems like it might be the hardest one to get a hold of. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would be curious to see how many of those beers are distributed out this way, or if certain beers have a smaller reach. I've seen four. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's half. Yeah, it's half. Now, honestly, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's a little under half, because they have four other regulars and then the smoke beer. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, I think the smoke beer is only seasonal exclusive. All right. So. That might be just a West Coast distribution only. That might just be a Alaska Alaska only, only. <laughs> yeah. right? So I, I'm not sure, but it's not one I saw. Do you know if they distribute into Canada? Uh, it was not on the map I was looking at. Ah, okay. Yeah, poor and, British Columbia. Yeah, and that might be. I don't know how many American breweries really distribute into Canada, because that might be something that we're just not allowed to do. Maybe I don't know. That sounds like something that needs to be researched for next week's episode. Yeah, yeah I tell you what. I mean, I've been to Canada. I spent a year up there. Um, and I I wasn't in... This was years ago. And spent a year working up there. And I wasn't into craft beer like I, like I am now. But I don't remember seeing much craft up there. And the craft that I did see 
I mean, it came, it came from Canada. There's a big brewery up in the Toronto area called Sleeman's, and that was about it. Every bar you could find, it was always on draft. It, I mean, Molson's everywhere. They got about 15 types of Labatt up there, stuff you can't get here. Yeah. <laughs> and all kinds of crazy shit that, that you see there. But I don't know. That's a great question. We should do some research and get back to the audience on yeah. that because now I'm curious. I, th- I think you have to have... Or, like, you have to be some, part of some sort of company that has, like, a special distribution license yeah. to do that. Well, then, I know what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, look into that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can drink some Canadian beers. Maybe, maybe. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Drink some Flying Monkey. I was going to bring in Moosehead. Okay. I'm not bringing in Moosehead. <laughs> no, we don't want Moosehead. I'm not bringing in Moosehead. Okay. It is Canadian, though. It is. It is Canadian. And it's not a bad beer. It's just not... Great. It's not something we should have on the show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it does not fit the mold of this show. It's not something no, we should have on the doesn't. show. But I think this beer that we're drinking right now does. I like this beer a lot. I would say it fits the mold of this show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I liked hearing the history about this beer and the fact that, you know, how they built this recipe and it's over, you know, 100 years old more than likely. It's a smooth beer. It's a flavorful beer. It's got a nice aftertaste to it and you know the way it kind of wets your palate as it goes down your yeah. throat it, it keeps you wanting more so yeah. whereas the first beer sure i can drink one of those but i, I don't think i could drink two i mean it just leaves your mouth so dry this one is the exact opposite of yeah. that and it is really uh thirst quenching so I, I really like this one i really like this one too and uh as we mentioned already it's the amber style alt beer and when we say alt. That actually means old, not alternative. Right. So just a little nice point of clarification. Yeah. yeah good just job. A, just a fun fact because we've had alt beers before, but we didn't point that out. That wasn't fun. That was educational. Yeah. <laughs> Edutaining. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we are edutainers on this podcast. So, so I know the exact situation that I would want to be drinking this beer in. Okay. If it's it's going to be the dead of winter, I'm going to be at my ski lodge. I'm going to be on the back patio in my hot tub, and it's going to be snowing giant snowflakes. I'm in the hot tub, giant snowflakes are coming down on me, and I'm drinking this beer. That is the exact situation I picture myself drinking this. Okay. In the ultimate situation. I think this is the perfect beer for that. I would agree, and then I would also add my own scenario. Okay. In which you can be outside in your hot tub. Yeah. I kind of want to sit down with this beer and like a big stack of flapjacks and some maple syrup. That, that's after the hot tub. Well, for me, that's before the hot tub. <laughs> All right, well, we can swap then. Yeah, we can swap. It's just like, this is such a really smooth and easy drinking beer, I think it would go good with breakfast. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a flapjack beer. Yeah, this is a flapjack beer. <laughs> All right. So you know where I would really like to enjoy this beer? Where's that? On my couch, watching the movie Juno. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't, I don't think that's spelled the same. As written by Diablo Cody. Exactly. Diablo. Starring Ellen Page, who is Canadian. We were that's talking true. about Canada just true. a minute ago. That true. is true. And Michael Sarah, who is not I don't not think Canadian. he's Canadian. <laughs> no, he is not. He just apologizes like one. <laughs> but I think he likes Alaskan beer, if I remember correctly. Sure. I mean, I've talked to him about it before, and I'm pretty sure that he was like, yeah, that Alaskan brewery, I knew they were the 16th largest in the country, and I really like that. <laughs> that would explain our bump in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this makes sense now. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. It's all coming together. We just got to get Michael Sarah to Pittsburgh, then Alaskan beers coming with them. That's all we need to do. Nice. He just has to film a movie here. And we can try the other ones. Yeah, Excellent. exactly. He Excellent. can bring them for us. Let's get that bat signal out. All right. 
we got to put out a request to Michael Sarah, who I know is listening to this podcast right now. Come to Pittsburgh, do Scott Pilgrim versus the World too. Bring us some Alaskan beer, and we we'll e- might even let you be on the show. You, Maybe. You know, Maybe. You know what would be like really sad? What's that? Is if Ellen Page was actually listening to the show and she just got <laughs> bummed out because we didn't ask her to come be on the show. Ellen, you can come too. Ellen it's Page fine. Can. We're a big fan of your work in the Canadian hit TV show Trailer Park Boys. That's true. Yeah. She was training. Train a season two. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that about wraps us up for this one. That was a lot of uh, good information. I think so. Yeah. Very edutaining. Very yes. edutaining. Edutaining with a good beer. Yes. All right. Well, that's two down from Alaskan. One more to go. Stick with us, everybody. We'll be back before it snows. Welcome back, Alaska. And if you're in one of the other 49 states, welcome back, too. You were about to say 48, weren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it would be kind of funny if you did. 49. 49, yes. 50 states. Yeah. Soon there'll be 51. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico said yes. The question is, will everybody else say yes to Puerto Rico? Yeah, why not? I'm, a, I'm for it. They're pleasant people. I'm, I'm good with it. They have their own chupacabra. Do they? Yeah, they do. What's the name Good of it? Good for them. Chupacabra. Oh. Oh, really? It's still a Spanish-speaking country. Like, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if there was like a like a Chupacabra 2. Well, I mean, it is different from the, the sequel from to the Chupacabra. <laughs> chupacabra 2, Electric Boogaloo. One, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, it's actually the OG Chupacabra. It, it was original. Oh, yeah. sort of the Hydrox right. of Chupacabra. That's right, but nobody recognizes it because everybody sees the Texas one all the time. Uh-huh. Everybody in Texas is it, a jerk-off killing dogs. So <laughs> so it is the Hydrox of Chupacabra. Yeah, yeah, it is the Hydrox of Chupacabra. Nobody properly recognizes it. Stupid Oreos. But it was first. Chupacabra 4, live free or die hard. <laughs> Chupacabra harder. <laughs> Chupahada. Chupalupa. All right, let's get back to Cheers. to whatever the hell we were talking about in the last segment, which was beer, I believe, beer. because this is a beer podcast. And in particular, the Alaskan Brewing Company. The Alaskan Brewing Company. Slowly, it will become cryptozoology. <laughs> and this next beer, I don't know if it's going to be my favorite one of the day, but I will say it's my favorite bottle of the day, because this label has a very friendly-looking polar bear on it. And he looks very nice, and I do always enjoy watching the polar bears when I go to the zoo. I'm pretty sure that there are several native Alaskans that, when they hear this, and combine you combine the words polar bear and friendly, are going to kind of <laughs> cringe a little bit. Well, they at least put a friendly-looking polar bear, <laughs> friendly looking on, polar their, bear. on their label for this beer. Did they give the polar bear a Coca-Cola bottle? Not no. that friendly. No. <laughs> he doesn't have a scarf. Wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want Coke. He wants beer. And perhaps a friendly penguin that goes along with him. Penguins are Antarctica. Yes, I get that. Guys, let me introduce <laughs> this beer. This is, the, Shut up, this is the Alaskan white. And that makes sense because polar bears are also white. So is snow. And snow. Now this beer is a wit-style ale, so it's going to be like a wheat. And it's going to be brewed with spices. Wit also sounds like white. 
It's coming in at I five point. I just put that together. <laughs> it's coming in at five point three percent alcohol, and this beer is also from Juneau, Alaska. Great. <laughs> Imagine that. So let's pop this bad boy open. I can't find what the AB, IBUs are. For whatever reason, it's not on this bottle, but I would imagine they're pretty low if this is a wit beer. So I'll just take a wild shot in the dark here and say 15. So that should appease Adam. Yeah. Let's make it 16. Sure. 16. 16 is one of my favorite numbers. It's actually one of my lucky numbers. Give, give or take 16. So let's go with 17, 16. 18. Let's just pour this beer and see what we have here, gentlemen. We're drinking once again the Alaskan wit. So while you're, with the polar bear bottle. While you're pouring this out, Sam, I took a look underneath the cap for all three of these beers. Yeah. And there's a nice, neat little message in there that says, beer-powered beer. And what does that mean, Adam? What that means is that is their message of sustainability. Okay, on, something we've talked about before. Correct. These <laughs> these guys uh, absolutely fit into the Going Green initiative that a lot of independent brewers are, are going. Yeah, that was a really good segment we had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until you pissed all over it. <laughs> Episode so, 18, check it out. <laughs> it's pretty great. But one of the things that they do, and, and actually this ties into the previous conversation that they had, one of the things that many brewers will do is with their spent grains, they'll send them to farmers to feed the cows, feed the pigs, things like so that. So they send they send their grains out to polar bears? So here's the thing. <laughs> There's no cows or pigs or things of that nature. I know. That's why I just said polar right. bears. <laughs> so originally what they did was they would ship it down to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay. And that was that was okay. Yeah, that that still fulfilled their their mission of being sustainable, but it wasn't really cost effective. Yeah. So what they did about five or six years ago was they actually created a, as they call it, their first of their kind spent grain uh, steam boiler. Okay. What they're doing is they're able to reduce their their output of reduced grains, and they're using that grain to power their boiler. Okay. And that boiler will obviously create steam. You can use that for heating. You can use that for heating in the brewing process, heating in the uh, brew house itself. They could have just given it all to Santa's reindeer. Jesus. No, that's way farther north. <laughs> so beer-powering beer. Well. Correct. What a nice slogan to throw under the cap. Sounds good. And it makes sense. Yeah. And it's what they're doing. So, so instead good for of, them. Instead, good for of, them. instead of fueling cows, they are now fueling their boiler. All right. With dried spent grains, which I think is really neat. How, hey, however it gets it done, and if it's good for the environment, go for it. It's good It's good for the environment. It's good for the pocketbook. I think it's good all around. All right, then. Speaking of being good for the beer, now that we've detoured a bit, but we're back. We're back on the right track here. Let's take a look at this beer. It's, it's, it's much lighter than the last two we've had. Yeah. If I had to guess SRMs, I'm going to go 10. Can you go 12? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Ate as best I can do. <laughs> Still a lot of carbonation coming up on this beer. Yeah, they've all been really carbonated, and I wonder if that has something to do with being bottled in Alaska and then brought down this way. Yeah, I mean you would think so. So when you say you don't want the beers to go flat, when you yeah. say brought down this way, are you talking in terms of latitude or elevation? Both. I don't. I don't know what Juno's elevation is, but I imagine it's a bit higher than ours greater than zero i also imagine it's a bit higher than just general ohio <laughs> that is probably true <laughs> damn flatlanders so i was able to pull up some information mm -hmm. uh and it looks like the 
Bitterness comes in at the same. You actually got it. Dead nuts. Fifteen IBUs. All right. The, that was a good guess on my part. The color we were way off on. Yeah. Seven SRM. I said I do eight. <laughs> you couldn't do seven though. No, but I said I do eight. It's close enough. So now we now we have some some hard fast numbers of what we're dealing with here. Good, good. Now let's throw all those out and let's just go with feel. Right. And mm-hmm. taste and so smell. It looks. I can't straw yellow. And smell has a little bit of a spicy smell to it. Which would make sense. Yeah, huh? it's a weird beer. spices. Right. Little spicy, little fruity. I'm smelling a little more of the fruit than the spice. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting a whole ton off the nose. I don't smell much of anything, to tell you the truth. But that's probably just me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, know. bottoms up. Yeah, bottoms up it is, because I'm ready. I'm thirsty. Ooh. Hmm. I like that a lot. Hmm. Interesting. Not bad. Getting some honey notes almost. Something that tastes like honey, some sweetness. Well, I mean, they do have a bear on the bottle. A few of the spices. Yeah, true. Perhaps it's white. Do polar honey. bears like honey? Uh, who knows? Don't know. There's not a lot of bees in Alaska. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. I'll tell you what, that's uh that's pretty refreshing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm trying to I can't pinpoint like the spice flavors that I'm getting. It's it's not a coriander. Uh maybe a little bit of pepper. Is there a coriander in there? There is. Okay. There is. Which is weird, because I'm not getting any soap taste on this one. Okay. Maybe there's not enough. Yeah. Maybe it has to be maybe a certain quantity. Maybe it's not overpowering. Just because it's not, it's not something I'm getting a big note mm-hmm. of. Not not like we had previously. Mm-mm. Not in, with that New Belgium exotic lime. That beer. Yeah. Let's, let's what, what, what other spe- What other spices are in there? I'm, I, it's just like a mystery to me at the moment. Orange peel. Orange peel? Okay. Okay. Now that you say that, I'm, I could taste a little right. bit of that. Not a lot, but a little. I'll admit, I'm kind of cheating on this one a little bit. I'm pulling this straight from the website. That's fine, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. We just want to know, because the bottle didn't tell us jack shit. <laughs> you don't have to be mad about it. <laughs> well, that's three bottles from Alaskan, and not one told us pretty much anything about the beer outside of the uh, ABV. That's yeah. pretty consistent, though. That's yeah, consistent, but yeah. disappointing, nonetheless. Consistent, but unfulfilling. I don't know what to tell you. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna completely change topics. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting orange peel. That's probably that's the fruitiness I'm smelling too. Orange peel and coriander. Let's enjoy. Yes, and while we enjoy this, mm. I think it's time, boys. You know what it's time for? Time for what? The pear down. The pear down. The pear down. We haven't done the pear down in a while. We have not done the not pear since down. the early episodes <laughs> yeah. of this podcast. So we're we're pulling it back out from the early episodes. And this time, since since we've kind of gone through what the three of us uh, kind of the self described us in earlier episodes, now we're kind of gonna refine it a little bit. Okay, so and why don't you explain the pair down and how it's gonna operate now? The way it operates now is what we're going to do is we're going to have one particular topic, and each of us are going to throw out a a subject of that particular topic. Okay. Uh, at which point they're also going to pair a specific beer. To their answer and explain why that that is why that beer is paired with. For example, the the theme for today is our favorite album of all okay. time. So, for example, if somebody wanted to say use an Iron Maiden album, obviously you're going to use the Trooper. Well, would you? If you're looking for the easy way out. Yeah, if you want to be a jerk off about it. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> 
I'm gonna listen to a Rob Zombie album and pair it with the Three Floyd Zombie Dust. I mean, you could. If you, you could. F- you felt it was appropriate, but right. So that's that's what we're going to do. So, uh, Steve, we'll have you go first. Uh, what is your favorite album of all time? It's obscure. Okay, I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> uh, it's not terribly terribly obscure. It's not something like Brain Tentacles. That it, oh, okay. exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going for some Swedish black metal. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably one of my favorite albums of all time, and it's like stuck with me since high school. But uh, Blackwater Park by Opeth. Oh, Opeth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like that was that was pretty much the album that put them on the map, mm-hmm. and that was one of the biggest albums that they 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 put out at the time. All right. Uh, you know they. They continue to put out music, but uh, they've kind of they've lost the the black metal edge. Uh, okay. But they still do kind of a, a progressive psychedelic. All right. And that's something that you can still hear in those early albums, because even though it is black metal, it's all progressive music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you, you switch from you know these really hard death metal notes, you know, to harsh. Yeah, really harsh, harsh <laughs> metal, and it'll switch down to a very Somber, um, or even psychedelic, acoustic. Okay, all right. And then back again. So you kind of weave in and out of these big, you know, these big changes in you know notes and styles. A musical tapestry. Yeah, even you know, even singing style because he'll go from the really angry demon voices, <laughs> the growl. Yeah, the growl, to just really uh, melodic singing. Hmm. So. Uh, the beer I decided to pair with that is the Worldwide Stout by Dogfish Head. An interesting choice. What's the thought process behind that? Again, as I've already laid out, a lot of these songs, they, they weave in and out of uh, different uh, different styles and everything. And you're talking about songs that carry on for like 10, 11 minutes mm-hmm. sometimes. I think that pairs well with a beer that you're going to be sipping on. Yeah. The Worldwide Stout is not a chugger. <laughs> no, at least it better not be. If you chug it, you're being an asshole <laughs> because you're wasting really good beer. <laughs> and you're going to not really taste anything else after that. Uh, to go along with that, the Worldwide Stout, obviously it's a stout. Mm-hmm. So it's a very black and dark beer. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a very big beer. It's very big and bold. Which probably goes along with Opeth Sound. Right. Which, again, is you want to turn them up, <laughs> so you want to turn it up with a beer as well. You're talking about an 18% beer that's going to rush up and hit you in the mouth. But then it does have that tail-off mellowness hmm. into just a very, you know, the same way an Opeth song would, you know, move with a big rush up front and then tail off with an acoustic back and then rush up front again to end. So you can kind of find that as you sip. Wow. A worldwide stout. You get a big, bold rush of stout up front and booze, just real punchy in the mouth, and then just let it sit in your mouth and let it tail off. Well, I'm convinced. There you go. Because I, <laughs> I have a worldwide stout in my beer fridge right now. Yeah. And I think I might have to borrow one, borrow that album. Fair enough. Or you just listen to it on YouTube. It's there. Oh. Everything's on YouTube now. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I would say, um, yeah, so uh, you can do that with Blackwater Park. Uh, you could even just pick a song, if I could just recommend one or two off the album. Yeah. Uh, Harvest, 
and uh, the Drapery Falls. All the right. Drapery Falls exemplifies that moving in and out of okay. acoustic to death metal to acoustic again. All right. So yeah. definitely have to check it check out. Check that out. I, would, I wouldn't advise, though, even though I haven't had it yet, the Oak Age Vanilla, I think that might just be a little too sweet. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. For, for this exercise. And you don't want to have a good time. You want, <laughs> you want to sit and brood with your music and your beer. <laughs> that was a very well thought out pairing. It really Kudos. was. Thank it you. really was. I don't think I could possibly compare to that. Well, let's try. <laughs> Sam, what is, what is your favorite album of all time? So, I don't know if I could really pick a favorite album of all time because there's so many classic albums, there's so many great albums, there's so many albums that I've been enjoying for so many years. Um, but the album that I'm choosing today is, is probably in my top five, I would say. So that's going to have to be good enough for this podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, we, we only get top five. Yeah, okay. I, I, don't, I don't even know where it would exactly rank. Uh, but like Steve, it's a band I started listening to in high school when they first uh, broke on to the kind of punk rock emo scene, and that is the first album released by Taking Back Sunday called Tell All Your Friends. Uh, this is one of my all-time favorite albums, and to tell you the truth, I don't really listen to that band too much anymore because I didn't like the way that their sound uh, shifted over the years, but you know, this album is a, is a cross between kind of punkish, kind of emo-ish, and the reason that I like it is just the way that the two singers, Adam Lazara and John Nolan, were able to harmonize on all 36 minutes of this CD <laughs> through 10 songs. And I just, I really like John Nolan's uh, lyrical style. He writes some crazy, emo, interesting lyrics, but he keeps them fun and, and he makes them, he makes them singable. Okay, so, so, so something you can enjoy. Yeah. So, something you can enjoy. It's one of those albums that I could sing from start to finish, know every line to every song, and it's it's one of those that I love putting on when I have a long drive ahead of me in the car. It's not one you want to sit in traffic because you too know, much energy. There's too much energy. You're too pissed. There's traffic all around you. You're not moving. This is a all right. I got. So don't pair it with traffic jams. Don't pair it with traffic jams. Uh, it's one of those ones, hey, I'm driving to Columbus by myself. I have three hours of open road and hayfield in front of me. Uh, let me listen to an album I haven't uh, you know, put on in a little while and just sing to it, and it really helps the time go by. So uh, it's, it's one of those that I like to sing to. I am choosing to pair this album with one of my all-time favorite beers, and that is the 21st Amendment Hop Crisis. Okay. And similar to Steve's... Uh, thoughts around uh, his Opeth album. I chose this beer because it's a double IPA and I love IPAs, but what I like about this beer is that it comes in around 10%. It's a great beer. I'm not going to talk about the beer as much, but I'm pairing it with it because of the high ABV. And when you listen to any album that's at least 50% emo, you know, not that I want to slip my wrists and cry when I listen to this <laughs> CD. But at the same time, you know, once you get a little drunk, you get a little boozed up, the feelings start flowing, the emotions start flowing, and you really just want to sing your heart out to something that you really know. You know, in my instance, that's kind of, you know, punk rock emo. Steve, it might be, you know, death metal and Opeth and Limp Biscuit and Corn and bands like hey, that. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Sorry, Papa Roach, Static X. <laughs> get it right. That's right. Head B. <laughs> Wow. Who? Head P.E. is a band I've not heard a name in a long time. I don't know where that came from. It just 
was the I mean, first it's, thing it's that popped into my head. Yeah. It's not even a band I actually really ever listened to, like, to be honest. I don't think I've ever listened to them. Eh, not big. No bigs. All right, then. Yeah. So anyhow, my thought process is around this one is 21st Amendment Hop Crisis comes in a four-pack. Okay. That Taken Back Sunday CD is about 36 minutes. If you're sitting around some Friday night, you're not sure what to do with yourself, you don't have to work in the morning, take the full beers and time yourself. Every nine minutes, oh put, the, put, put that album on, put that album on, and crack your first beer. In nine minutes, make sure you're done with that first one, open up the next one, and go through the full four-pack that way. And I guarantee, by the end of the CD, whether you've heard it before or not, whether you know the lyrics, you're going to be singing something to that. <laughs> wow. Because you will, your, your emotions will be flowing, you'll be into the music, listening to the CD, put on some good Bose or Beats headphones, and just... Sit there and listen, and drink away, my friends. Drink away. I feel that we we got a brief glimpse into the inner workings of Sam's... (laughs) When his wife is away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I... You know, I I kind of I, I I like the reasoning though. I do too. Get a get a big boozy beer mm-hmm. and just like kind of drop your inhibitions and connect with your uh, fucking favorite music. Just let, yeah, exactly. Just like let that. go. Yeah, I, I like I like the. Reasoning. I could appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. When the CD's over, you'll be drunk. <laughs> you're ready for bed. It's perfect. <laughs> ready for bed. Nine ready o'clock. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what time it is. <laughs> so. <laughs> So just real quickly to kind of tag on to what you just said, Sam, you were saying the sun, uh, the Taking Back Sunday CD is like 36 minutes. Uh, the Opeth album is almost 70. <laughs> so with a four-pack of Worldwide Stout, which is 18%, you could do about the same damn thing. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I feel like that would be way worse. I know. That's, well, no, that's all 8% per beer. 18 per, yeah. That's... 18% every 17 and a half minutes? Yeah. Well... <laughs> I just feel like that would You'll go to over bed the before course of the album's over. I was gonna say, oh man, I would be so drunk by the end of that. I mean, hell, I'd be drunk after a four pack of, uh, you know, yeah. Hop Crisis in thirty six minutes. Yeah. But man, four worldwide stouts in seventy minutes. I don't think I've drunk. Damn, I don't think I've drank more than two worldwide stouts at a time. Why should? Why would you? Yeah, I have no just, reason to. It's just madness. At that <laughs> right. point, you're drunk. Your palate's gonna be a little wrecked. It'll still taste good, but at that point, yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah, you're wasting the beer you're, at that point. Absolutely. Okay. Oh well, Two was, down, one to go. That was quite the roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> a little bit different in uh, the musical styles between yeah. me and Steve, but that's to the surprise of no one, pretty much. So, no, yeah. well, I mean, it, I mean, it's not. It's any new listeners they don't know what our musical styles and tastes are. So. That's true. I guess we really don't talk about music on yeah. the show. We kind of just yeah. talk about beer. Well, yeah, now exactly. we now they know. Now, now they're now, getting now they know. Now they're right. heavy metal, close. punk rock, emo. Mm-hmm. So no, what I'm, what does Adam have for us? It's it's funny how everybody is going back to their their high school days. Everybody is going back to their youth, and I am no exception. Uh, this was an album that actually my my uncle purchased for me. Uh, I believe I was a freshman in high school, and it is an absolute classic. I know you guys have both listened to it, frontwards, backwards, up down, upside, downside. ACDC's Back in Black. Okay. An okay. absolute classic. Yeah. And that that is an album I can listen from track one to track ten, not skip a single one, and love every single track on it. Don't you love the CDs like that where you can just put the album on and you know you're gonna like every song? Yeah. yeah. That 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 was one of the worst things coming out of the music industry is when they would put out a CD and you get one that is only like two songs that you like. Right. Yeah, exactly. You just skip everything else. Right. That's but what like, caused people uh, to download music. Back in black <laughs> yeah, seriously. Did not have that problem. Nope. 
Back in Black does not have that problem. No, I'll agree with that one. There was there's only a few others that I can think of that that you're able to do that. Yeah. Uh, Appetite for Destruction is another one for me. Yeah. You can run through that one. First track, last track. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. A couple That's of Muse albums are that way. Muse albums. I'm not a big Muse I, guy. I'm just yeah. So. I'm just throwing it out from but, my own. Right. So so for me, uh, you guys you guys went with some some bigger beers. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of went in a different direction. I went. Can, can I pause you real quick? I just want to ask a question. So you said your your uncle bought you this album. Correct. Did he also buy the beer that you're about to tell <laughs> us about? No, no, he did not. No. Darn. So that okay. a really good story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, and and this beer, I highly doubt uh, either of you guys have tried this before. Okay. Uh, it is from a, a relatively local brewery, especially for me. All right. It is from the Blue Canoe Brewery in Titusville, Pennsylvania. Okay, you've brought them up a couple of times yeah, before. Correct. A few of their beers. Right. They make some good beers. I know you really like their tri-tip beer. Yeah, I do. Uh, Tastes like brisket. But what I, what I would pair with this one is... Death's Doorstep, their cream ale. Okay. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, the Back in Black album was the first album without Bon Scott. Sure was. After after he tragically died. So that's obviously where you're going to get your, your Death's Doorstep angle coming in. However, the, the bigger reasoning behind that is if you're listening to an ACDC album, you're probably going to be partying. Probably. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to listen to it to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And so with that, that seems like that is like the perfect bar album. So more importantly, on the beer side of things, the Death's Doorstep is a cream ale. Mm-hmm. Now, that may not make much sense to begin with, but if you think about it, cream ale is definitely a lighter beer, definitely the kind of beer that you would be drinking in a bar, in a dive bar. Yeah, at a dive bar, at a tailgate. Right. And there is one in particular that always comes to mind when you think cream ale. Jenny, Jenny cream. cream. Jenny cream. Jenny cream. Right. Absolutely. And and to me, there is only one bar that I associate with Jenny cream. Gooskies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Gooskies and ACDC would make an absolutely perfect match. <laughs> I think ACDC, <laughs> if they still played, would knock all the walls down. <laughs> and and I would love every minute of it. <laughs> have you have you seen some of the footage from those hundred thousand man concerts? Yeah. Holy yeah, it's god. insane. Holy God. But to me, this is the kind of beer that you would be having at a bar like that, and you'd just be partying, having a good time, and that would be the album you would be listening to. Mm-hmm. So to me, that creates the perfect scene of not necessarily even a dive bar, just a good, fun bar, listening to ACDC. And just like Sam said, you can kind of let go, and you can just scream at the top of your lungs and have a great time and just be you. You're at Gooskies, too. You scream at the top of your lungs, then all the, the smoke will blow in your mouth, and you can get lung cancer while you're there, too. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, then. Well, there you go. Well, but I, you're listening to ACD, so you're happy. It yeah, doesn't easy. It yeah. doesn't ACD. matter. Yeah, you, definitely, if you're thinking, like, ACDC and, like, light cream ales, like, uh, I'm mm, I'm trying to dance around. I didn't, I was about to say garbage beer, but, it's, you know, cream ale isn't garbage beer. It's just... A, expendable a, beer is what I would it say. It is a basic beer. Yeah, it's correct. A, it's it is basic, a baseline. Yeah, it's basic expendable beer. You don't feel terrible if you spill it. But and that's that's why yeah, you get it. Exactly. Right. Because you can be like in a dirty bar like Gooskies or somewhere or another dive bar, drinking cream ale, listening to ACDC, playing pool, fighting bikers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it all fits together. <laughs> right. Because you're not gonna be doing that with a worldwide stout. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> 
Absolutely not. So, and, and the other reason is I didn't want to go with the full cop-out and go with the Back in Black by 21st Amendment. Yeah, that would have been a cop-out. I, I, I would have booed you. Well, not only that, it's a double IPA, and I'm not drinking that anyways. <laughs> now, that's a black IPA, the Back in Black. Well, it's got those three ugly letters it's in it. It's still got the letters. That's only I have the double IPA. The, that's you, what I'm drinking, the Hop Crisis. You can have it. I, I will have all of them. Four, in fact. <laughs> in 36 minutes. 36 minutes. Nine minutes apiece. It's doable. Have you done that before? Nope. Nope. Just can. <laughs> but, I mean, look. If, if, if we were, you know, had our backs to the wall and someone says, drink four double IPAs in 36 minutes, could you do it? That's the worst even burglar you, in the even world. you could do it. <laughs> That's a terrible burglar. <laughs> drink these in 36 minutes or I'm stealing your TV. Okay. All right. <laughs> Threaten me with a good time. Maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe. <laughs> Some dude breaks in the houses and forces people to drink beer. Well, threaten me with a good time. I'll take it down. That's a Panic at the Disco song off their latest CD. Don't threaten me with a good time. Huh. How about that? Just a little fun fact for you. Not one of my favorite albums of all time. Have you even heard it? I have. The new one? Death of a Bachelor? Yeah. Oh. CD's amazing. There you go. It's still not my favorite of all time. No, but Obviously not. Like it's it. back in black. <laughs> we just talked about this. Yeah. All not, right. Not my favorite either. I haven't heard it. <laughs> you just naturally assuming. Yeah, just assuming. <laughs> I have a fun fact about Panic at the Disco, but I'm gonna save it for another show when they come up again. Because right now, I want to get back to the task at hand, and that is this Alaskan polar bear white. Wait, is it polar bear white or just Alaskan white? It's Alaskan white. But see, what I was doing, the polar bear was between the words Alaskan and white, so I said Alaskan polar bear white is how it's referred to in my mind. Moving along. Uh, moving along. What do you think about the beer, Sam? Well, since I've renamed the beer to something that's a little bit more appealing to me with the Alaskan polar bear white, in terms of the actual beer, what I will say is, you know, the more that I drink it, it's a refreshing beer. It's spicy, but not too spicy. Um, I can definitely taste some of the orange peel, maybe a slight hint of coriander if I kind of swish the beer around in my mouth, but overall, it's, uh, it's, it's very solid, good wit beer. That's all I have to say about that. I'll agree, although I'll say that the, the, the longer I kind of let this beer sit and kind of the warmer it got, I started getting more of the coriander notes on the back end. So I should drink this quick. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I started losing the orange peel flavor. I don't know if that's just from overexposure to the beer or if it literally just kind of starts to disappear uh, as it warms up. But I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think I like this the best so far. Save it. Save I'll it save for it the show. For later in the show. Save it for the show. Save it for later in the show. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. It's a refreshing and easy drinker. I completely agree. It is an easy drinker. I enjoy it. I can't say much more than what you guys already have. It's a good beer. The the spiciness kind of, or yeah, the spiciness, the spices, I should say, kind of play around a little bit once the temperature changes. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing dramatic, I don't think. Okay. Or maybe it's not as dramatic to me as it is to you. I can kind of notice it as well, but it's nothing that, that expressly jumps out at me. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, good beer, would drink again. All right. I think it's time. I think it's time to go to the podium. Sounds good. That sounds good to me. Let's uh, hike up this mountain, get to the podium, and start putting our beers on top. So, Sam, what is what is your bronze, your silver, and your gold at the top of Denali? All right. At the bronze position today, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, 
but it's the Big Mountain Pale Ale. <laughs> and the reason was, is just the bitterness and the dryness of that beer did not leave me wanting more. And usually I'm a pale ale guy, an IPA guy, but I just didn't, that one just didn't do it for me, guys. I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, sorry, Alaskan. <laughs> That's usually my go-to <laughs> staple, but yeah. uh, you, di- you didn't cut the cheese with that one. No, no. no. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think they, they might have cut the cheese on that one, is they didn't cut the mustard, Yeah, is what you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, not cutting the cheese, cutting the mustard is what I meant. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, there you go, Alaskan. You didn't fart in my mouth. How about that? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right, so next up in the silver position is going to be the Alaskan Polar Bear White, as I've so aptly named it. And, yeah, I like this beer. It was refreshing. Uh, it was it was tasty. It was spicy. It, yeah, I really like the orange peel taste to it. You know, the flavors started to come out as the beer warmed up, and overall a very solid, drinkable wit. Uh, so that's going to be uh, in the silver position for me today, which leaves the Alaskan Amber uh, in the gold position, and to me, this was just the best beer of the bunch. It was smooth, it was clean, it was refreshing. It was one that, you know, as soon as I was done with every sip of beer, I was already looking forward to my next sip. And to me, that's what makes a good beer. So kudos to you, uh, Alaskan. You cut the mustard on yeah. that one, <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed it and would absolutely drink that beer again. Okay. Who's yeah, next? Adam. I'll go next. For me, in the bronze position, no surprise here. The pale ale comes in in third place. The Big Mountain. Yes, I understand that I am not a pale ale guy. I try to look past that. But just the dryness of it, it just absolutely killed it for mm-hmm. me. I, I did not enjoy it. In terms of the hoppiness, the bitterness, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. That would not have been the deal breaker for me, unfortunately. The dryness on it, it just, it just killed it for me. Uh, so unfortunately, that comes in at the bronze position. In the silver position, in somewhat of a of a twist, I have to agree with Sam here. In the the white comes in at silver. It was a good beer. I enjoyed it, and I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It was just that the amber I thought was the best of the three coming in at the gold position. I thought it was the smoothest. I thought it, and not only that, but a little bit of that pedigree helps it a little bit. Yeah. With now that I understand the backstory on it and how it came to be, what efforts were were exercised to get that beer back up and operating, and this is their flagship, is a really good beer, and I completely understand why it is their flagship. So to me, the amber it comes in at the gold medal position. Fair enough. There Sounds you go. Good. Yeah. Steve, you uh, you need to give us our give us your rankings. Okay, so bronze is easy again. <laughs> Gonna agree with both of you. That Big Mountain Hop, it has a good flavor up front, but that dryness is a killer. It really is. Like, it, I mean, it started to physically affect all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want any more. Yeah. It's no like, more. No moss. No moss. It, it was one of those things where, like, you just find yourself, you know, going back for more because you like the first part of it, but I don't like the second part of it. <laughs> In a way, it's a lot like the movie Full Metal Jacket. It's true. It's like two separate movies. Yeah, it's two separate movies. Mm-hmm. And in that way, the Big Mountain Hop's like two separate beers, except for one of them's not beer. It's just like dry, <laughs> it's just <laughs> dry mouth. mouth. Yeah, it's just dry mouth. Uh, for me, the, the silver and gold was a bit harder for me to decide because I think they're both very good. Um, they're very good representations of the style, and like it was rare we kind of run into this situation where. 
we find two beers that are very good representations of the style. Usually one is at least lacking in some other way, mm-hmm. which puts another beer ahead of it. Uh, but I really like the the white in the spices it provides and the flavors it provides. It has that really noticeable coriander flavor as it warms up. My only problem, and this is why it's going to be the silver, is because it does change through the temperature, and it's not... It's not as balanced and even mm. as the amber. It just kind of, it just kind of ha- does not a 180 or anything, but it just changes a little bit too much. If it was a consistent flavor over time, I would have given it the gold. Gotcha. But otherwise, I think it's a really fantastic beer, and I'd still drink it any time. Hmm. You know, you give it to me. It's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody argued that it was a bad beer. No, no, no. I, I'm just trying to be clear about that as well. I right. Mean, yeah. I think we all agreed that the white was was a yeah. very good beer. It's a very good beer. Just that one little thing. Just mm-hmm. I had to make a decision, <laughs> uh, and so for that I'm gonna go with the amber for the gold for all the same reasons that you guys said. It's smooth, balanced, even drinking, very refreshing. Not much more to say about it. <laughs> fantastic, oh, fantastic beer. Yeah. So we all have the same rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the same oh, rankings. That hasn't this week. happened in a while. No, no, I don't think so. No. We've been there's pretty been cool. some variation, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. good job, Alaskan. You stimulated our taste buds the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why they only brew eight beers. Yeah, <laughs> they know yeah. what they're doing. They yeah. they have their styles and they're sticking to them. Yeah. So. They've perfected what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for the Alaskan beers. Steve, before we sign off for the episode, do you want to give everybody our social media bugs and how they can get in contact with us? Sure do. Uh, let's see, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll find you Facebook, Twitter, and uh, what's the other one? Instagram. Instagram. The one I don't use. Right. <laughs> if you want to listen to new episodes every Friday, you can search us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and that helps the show get bigger and lets everybody else enjoy the show as well. And... What should people email us this week? Hmm. Email us any other beers that you've ever had from Alaska. If you've yeah. found one, <laughs> if they distribute one somewhere in the continental United States. Yeah, oh. let, us, let us know about other Alaskan breweries. I want to know about Alaskan Alaska bees. Okay, also let us know if bees are in Alaska and do polar bears eat their honey. Yeah. <laughs> let us know about that. I'm quite curious about that. But if you want to do that, all you have to do is email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. And one final bit, and we introduced it at the top of the show, and Sam started the mystery of what is Steve watching this week. Oh, yeah. what are now you we're watching? finally getting the answer. To the <laughs> I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> no, 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 the I'm moment. sorry. No, no, no shut the up. the moment everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> shut up. Uh, but I started watching The Good Place with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. How is that show? It's really funny. Is it really? Yeah. Never even heard of it. Uh, so the basic gist is Kristen Bell dies, and then she goes to heaven. That's well, nice. it's, uh, I mean, quote-unquote heaven. Like, it's kind of this uh, amalgam. Like, they straight up say it like nobody's ever guessed what heaven is. They only get, like, 5% right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they just call it the good place. But uh, the, the twist is that Kristen Bell doesn't belong. Cause she was actually shitty in her life. Oh. Yeah. Really funny show, though. Worth checking it out. Right. What's that on? NBC, I believe. Oh, NBC. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's not on right now. I'm just watching old episodes. Oh. Yeah. I'm just kind of surprised NBC came out with a good show. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen too often. You probably find it on Hulu. 
Yeah, yeah probably. So, yeah. All right. There you go. That, that's the mystery. Mystery solved. I'm watching The Good Place, and I'm enjoying it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, mystery solved. Episode 21 is in the books. Everybody go out and try to find yourself an Alaskan beer. That's your homework for the week. And we'll see you right back here next week for episode 22 and some more beer drinking. Beer drinking.